Before we start with this episode, I have some exciting news to share. Back in 2019, I started a membership community specifically for dance coaches and teachers, and it has been hands down my favorite aspect of my business. It's a group of dance educators who all care about personal development. Everyone has this desire to constantly learn and grow. Everyone in the group wants to challenge our dancers to never give up, learn that grit and passion for dance, and everyone cares about building each other up in the process. Since it started in 2019, this membership has only been open to new members three times. But if you're listening to the episode when it comes out in May of 2021, then the membership is open again, and we would love to have you join us. It's called Releve because as you may have heard from my past episodes, I have a ballet background and Releve means to rise. Everyone in this community is focused on growth for our dancers and for us professionally and personally. The membership includes a vault of dozens of mental toughness resources that I've created you know, at your fingertips. You can help your dancers with things like confidence and mindset and motivation. It's all there whenever you need it. Plus, there is the community aspect I was talking about. We have monthly Q&A calls and a band group where we all work together to have basically this hive mind that answers your questions, helps you feel like you're on the right track, so you're not trying to do this alone. The membership will only be open to new members until June 6th, 2021. So if you're interested, go check it out at chelseaparati.com slash membership. Okay, let's get to this week's episode all about mentorship and community and having a village and why I believe the secret to success in our dance industry is to both be a mentor and have a mentor at the same time. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. Have you heard the phrase, it takes a village? It's, it's usually used to refer to parenting circles. You know, it's the idea of encouraging people to step up and support so that no one bears all of the weight alone, right? That our children are actually better off when they are influenced by more adults, when they have lots of people working together to help them. And it also just kind of gets thrown around a lot, right? Oh, just It takes a village. Parents, again, say it. So do teachers. I've heard it with other coaches. And the core idea is just that while we can try to do it alone, we would be a lot more successful and happier along the way if we work together. While this is a life mantra of mine now, I have to say I didn't get it at first in my early years as a dance teacher and a coach. So on one hand, I am definitely the type of person that's always open to hearing other people's opinions and advice. I always love learning from people who are where I want to be someday. So I spent a lot of time reading books, observing other teachers and coaches I admire, trying to emulate them as best I can. If I was brave enough to ask for advice, there were usually lots of people who would happily answer, but I didn't ask very often. And then when it comes to, you know, the day-to-day -day business of coaching and teaching, I felt very alone. I always felt like I was coaching on an island by myself. 
you know, when I had to make that decision about costumes or when I had to pick the competition music and decide what that was going to be, when I had to deal with those, you know, terrible parent emails or complaints demanding to know why their sweet and perfect, of course, child wasn't in the front row, you know, all of those, the not fun aspects. And, and sometimes the decisions that were maybe hard decisions or maybe not that hard decisions, but I still have to make them. And I often felt so alone and those first few years of coaching, I can vividly remember like watching coaches I admire at, you know, different competitions when we were around or, you know, I'd get to just kind of try to be a fly on the wall and see how they were with their dancers. And I was so envious of the relationship they had and, you know, the respect you could tell the dancers had for that teacher. And I just wanted to be like them. But what I didn't get at the time was I tried to be like them by watching and emulating and then being the academic and, you know, I would go back and research and try to find the best way to be the best I can. But what I should have done was reached out and talked to people. What I should have done was try to build a village of people around me instead of watching from afar and then going home and trying to figure it all out for myself. And I don't think it was a pride issue that I never reached out to other coaches and teachers. Instead, I really, if I'm being honest, it was an insecurity issue. I wanted everyone to think I had it together. I started teaching dance as a high school student and I started coaching a high school team shortly after that. And somehow in my young mind, I equated asking questions with showing my weaknesses. I was sure that the more veteran teachers never needed to ask for advice. They never struggled with a choice. They never had backlash from a mean parent because they were established and proven success stories. And I hope you hear the tripping sarcasm because now I know better and I know that in truth, it really just gets even more complicated the longer you're in this. But at the time, I was sure that the more well-established coaches and teachers that I admired and looked up to never had these kinds of problems. I was struggling because I was young and new and I needed to figure it out. After about six years of coaching alone, I was finally able to bring in an assistant coach and my whole you know, dance educator life completely changed. I finally had a partner. I had someone to forward an email and say, what do we do with this? I had someone to talk me off the ledge when I needed it. I had someone to support me when I had this crazy creative idea that I was super excited about. And, or better yet, sometimes I had the person there to tell me that my crazy idea was a little too far and we should go back to the drawing board. But I finally had someone to talk to. Since then, I have joined local and national associations. I've worked with teams outside of my own. I've run events. I've been speaking at lots of events and I love listening to all sorts of other experts and I've just been able to grow my tribe of trusted people around me. But what I want to share with you today is that I wish I had found my tribe sooner and not just for my own education, but for my dancers. My dancers would have been better for it. So now I'm one of those veteran teachers and I want to share that it takes a village. No one should have to coach alone. If you think you're better off coaching on an island, I will be blunt, which is not my normal style, but I'll be blunt and say, you're wrong. Everyone needs a tribe of people around them. We all need a support system, someone to help you when you're feeling down and, and someone to celebrate with when things are going well. You know, it doesn't matter how many years you've been coaching and teaching. And in fact, the longer I've been at this, the bigger my village. You know, I finally was able to 
you know, support my dancers better because I'm able to find experts in things that I am not good at, right? Expert technicians and styles that I am not good at, or, you know, advice on all sorts of different areas to help my dancers be the most well-rounded they can be. And even if it's something I maybe should know how to do, it certainly doesn't hurt to get advice from someone else and, you know, try things a new way, try to reach people differently. So one story for this, one example I want to share is that, again, I have a strong ballet background and it served me really well as a coach, but about 10 years in, things kind of just changed in the culture at the school within our state championships and my team decided, my high school team, that they were going to compete hip hop. And I admire hip hop as a genre, I love watching it, but coaching it felt like a terrible idea because... I realized how much I didn't know. It was, I mean, I might as well have been coaching tennis. Like I was like, how do I do this? I have no idea what to do with this. And yet this is what's right for my team in the moment, but I was terrified. So that decision to shift to a new genre just sat in the pit of my stomach for weeks. I knew it was the right thing for the team, but I didn't believe I was able to coach that team. Luckily at the time, I had a pretty big village by then, so I was able to find people who are experts in what I lacked. I found experts in the field who understand not only the technical elements, but the various styles within hip hop, the complexities of the genre, and was able to bring those friends in to come and support my dancers and give them the proper education around it to help me you know, clean and give me opinions as the routines evolved. You know, I did all sorts of extensive research on all aspects of the genre, but I needed to bring the people in and I finally had a place where it wasn't, it wasn't about me, right? It's not going to look bad. I need help. So the challenge though, was if I had made that transition to a style I was not comfortable in early on in my coaching career, I know I would have gone like back into my shell at home and relied on research and observation and tried to figure it all out myself. So again, not out of pride, but because I wouldn't want to admit that I didn't know what to do. I'm so grateful that I had started to learn this lesson about a village when this transition happened so that I was able to bring in the people, not feel ashamed to raise my hand and say, someone help. I don't know how to do some of the things that I know my team is going to need in order to be the dancers that I believe they can be. Years into teaching, I finally realized that reaching out for help wasn't a poor reflection on me. Rather, it made me a better coach to use my strengths where I could and seek help everywhere else. That said, being a teacher and a coach, and there's so many skills in that realm that again, doesn't matter what you're teaching or what you're coaching, that you can take those skills to all sorts of new places. And whether that be outside of dance and the life lessons we learn along the way or within our dance industry into a field that you may not be as comfortable with. For me, that simple act of just changing categories at competition was terrifying. And not because I thought my team wouldn't do well, they were talented and I knew they would be successful, but I was terrified because I thought I wouldn't do well. If I had been coaching on that island by myself, I probably would have been a terrible coach that year. I am absolutely sure of it. And instead, luckily again, I had that trusted group around me. I wasn't afraid to ask for advice when I needed it. And combined with the rest of my coaching skills that are not style dependent, you know, we had a successful transition, but bottom line with all of this, it takes a village. So I've been blessed to be a part of different associations in the dance world and in the psychology world. And I am always looking for more networks and different people and different groups of people. 
when I get to be with other dance teachers and other coaches and other psychologists and I get to spend time working side by side with other talented teachers from all over, that's when I feel inspired again. It's when I find that fire again to keep going, to keep pushing and challenging myself to keep making a difference. And I know not everyone is motivated by the same thing, and but for me, I am motivated by that strong personal desire for growth and a passion to learn and achieve new things, but I can go really dark down that rabbit hole by myself and say, I'm gonna learn something and I'm gonna dig down and figure it out. And certainly that has some advantages, but it can go too far and I can get too down into the weeds of it by myself. And I know that I need to remember that I also get inspired when I'm surrounded by fellow passionate dance educators. And that's what led me to want to talk to you about this today, to not let yourself be alone and not let yourself go so far down into a lesson or trying to figure something out for yourself and forget to like poke your head up and look around and see who's there that can support you. Because when you're surrounded by people who not only have, you know, impressive coaching resumes, but also incredible talents outside of the coaching world, that's when the, a magic happens, right? When I get to meet dance educators who are also school teachers or businessmen and women, uh, or maybe they're, you know, website designers or media professionals, or we all have so many talents that are not really about dance. And it's our combined talents that really start to spark amazing inspiration. So in my village, no one is trying to toot their own horn or say we should do things a certain way. Everyone is open to ideas and sharing their thoughts. And of course, it's not always rosy and we don't always agree on everything. But when we don't agree, there's actual conversation around an issue, respectful debate, and eventually a common resolution if we can get there. And maybe it's just me, but I think that could be really hard to find. So I know that this is not an easy task. And I say like, it takes a village, go find your village. It, it's not always that simple but it's a lifelong journey to keep doing that. And it may be really hard to find, but it is so worth it. The big lesson for me here is that when everyone is willing to be an equal member of an amazing village, it works. Everybody comes together and we are all better for it. So this is my point here, that my personal village of people has now grown to include a wealth of people you know, nationwide, and I am so incredibly grateful, but I wish I'd grown my village sooner. I wish they were there when I needed them at the beginning. And I try not to be someone who kind of looks back too far and lives in the past, but it does make me a little sad for those first quite a few years in the dance industry, being alone, trying to figure it out for myself and how much more I could have given my dancers if I had started this sooner. But the good news is, now it, it just continues to grow and it's like this exponential growth that it just continues to compound and I find more like-minded people who find more who find more and we're all in this to celebrate each other and support each other and whether that be in on the actual dance floor or in the dance business side of things that we're here to help elevate one another. So no matter where you are in your coaching and teaching career, I hope you find your village of people. Don't wait until you're established or a veteran to realize that you can ask for help and advice. And there are so many people out there willing to help, including me. If you are an experienced dance teacher, maybe now is a great time to be a mentor, but still seek your own village of help when you need it. Whether it's a small tribe of local friends, a nationwide village, or an online membership community, the group is essential to your personal success and sustainability. 
And I think it's important to remember you can always be on both sides of things. I love being a mentor and supporting others in my area of expertise, but there's a lot I'm still learning as I pursue new passions and challenge myself. So I also really enjoy finding others to listen to and other people to learn from. That's the best part about a village. Everyone brings something to the table. Everyone has something to share. And if you come together without being afraid of the competition, everyone wins. So I'll leave you with this final thought. Asking others for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And the secret to success is to share the lessons you've learned with others while also seeking out advice and support on your own path for growth. Being a dance teacher and a coach takes a village, and I hope you'll consider me a part of your village too. Thank you for listening and keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.